Hi, I'm Rebecca. I'm Sarah. And I'm Allie, and you're listening to Desk Chair Detectives. Hi, 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 hi. How are you? Hello. Well, you know, it's Tuesday. Great. <laughs> it's a very Tuesday-ish Tuesday. Yeah, I want a long weekend. Mm. You deserve it. Let's get into this, folks. So this one kind of just like fell into my lap. I don't remember where I saw it, but I started doing research about it. And I cannot believe that there is a person in the world that is so evil and so not sorry for what they did. It like makes my stomach churn. And it's just so personal, this one. And it takes the cake for me in terms of evilness. Like, I don't know if there's another person that's just as evil as this one. So I'm going to tell you guys about the beyond brutal murder of Colleen Slemmer committed and planned by her fellow classmate, Krista Pike. Oh, I've never heard of this one. Yeah, it's, um, it's a lot. Like, before I get into it, I just kind of want to say that it's very disturbing And there are parts of this that are really unsettling, but I think it's really important to include some of the more graphic details just so we can like get a handle of the events that happened and also understand the conviction in this case, because Krista Pike, who killed and mutilated Colleen Slemmer in like a sacrifice style killing, is the youngest woman in U.S. history to be sentenced to death whoa oh yeah when did this happen (laughs) it happened in uh 1995 okay okay in tennessee like i like i said last week let's go yeehaw gals okay so (laughs) colleen slemmer and krista pike met in knoxville tennessee at the job corps center in 1994 they were both enrolled and taking classes there And for those of you who don't know what Job Corps is, it's like a vocational school type program that's open to men and women from the ages of 16 to 24 who like want to learn a trade instead of going to high school or finishing college. Is it still a thing? Uh, I think so. Yeah. But I don't, I don't really know like who goes there. I haven't heard. I honestly haven't, I hadn't heard of it before I um, looked this case up. But um, if I'd be interested in any courses, yeah, right, (laughs) we'll change a career. Just kidding, Tracy. (laughs) That out, cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) So, at the time of this story, Colleen was 19 and she was enrolled in computer training classes, and Krista Pike was 18 and studying to become a nurse technician. So, as I was doing research for this case. I was really sad and disappointed to find that there wasn't a lot of information out there about our victim, Colleen Slemmer. But here's what we do know about her. She was from Jacksonville, Florida, and traveled to Knoxville, Tennessee, so she could study computer technology. And she was known by her friends to be a really happy gal, was very enthusiastic, and she had a bright future and a lot going for her. Krista Pike, on the other hand, had a troubled life from birth. She was born in 1976 in West Virginia, 
to her mother who was a party girl and she drank and did drugs like all the time. Um, her mom had no interest in caring for her daughter and neither did Krista Pike's father who wanted no part in her life at all. So her grandmother took her in and raised her until the age of 12 when her grandmother passed away. So at this point, Krista Pike had nowhere else to go besides move back in with her mom. And when she did, her mom introduced her to like the party lifestyle and started drinking and doing drugs herself. Mom of the year. Yes, absolutely. So later on, Krista Pike ended up dropping out of high school and getting in trouble with the police pretty often. Uh, right after she dropped out of high school, she was arrested for shoplifting, which landed her in juvie because she was still a child. And when she was released from juvie, that's when she decided to join Job Corps so she could study to be a nurse tech. However, when Krista Pike started at Job Corps, she was more interested in socializing than her studies. More particularly, she focused her attention on boys and shortly after she started at Job Corps, she met 17-year-old Tadaryl Ship. And this relationship was the beginning of a downward spiral for the two of them. Tadaryl Ship. Yeah. <laughs> Tadaryl Ship came from a troubled beginning, just like Krista Pike. He was raised by a single mom who really didn't have much control over him. And he dropped out of high school in the ninth grade and then got heavily involved in gangs and violence. His mom kind of begged him to like finish some type of schooling since he dropped out when he was a freshman. So he agreed to attend Job Corps and there he tried to pursue like the culinary arts while he was there. This Job Corps thing just is screaming like Scientology to me. (laughs) Like it's cultish. Well, it's funny you say that because <laughs> oh shit, that was a, that was an amazing segue because something that's really important to know about this story is that to Daryl Ship was super into Satanism, and oh nice, nice, yeah. and with right with the with the cult, like Ew. great, great. So Satanism, like su- supernatural beliefs, magical beliefs, like I get, I get the whole like magic supernatural thing, but Satanism, eh. no. Um, but this was also coincidentally an interest of Krista Pikes. So the two of them bonded over over devil worship. Nice match, match made in hell. When you find <laughs> one person that is into that with you, you got to hold on to them. Yeah, so they they started dating when they realized they were both um, devil worshippers. So from what I was reading, um, they had a really like deformed view of Satanism, which like really says a lot because like you're a devil worshiper to begin with. So like if you add on like extra delusions and extra extreme beliefs, like that's that's a lot to handle. So um Krista Pike actually gave herself the nickname Lil Devil. Oh, and was it Lil? Like L-I-L? Lil, L-I-L, Lil Devil. Lil Devil. And <laughs> Ship like called her that. Like that's what she referred to herself as. And her boyfriend had a shrine to Satan in his dorm room. Oh, I just imagine that uh, Helga Pataki shrine. Yes. <laughs> I, I had some 
I had some brutal roommates. But girl, the day I came in to find a devil shrine. That's like, a hard no. Yeah. So um, Krista Pike and Tadaryl Ship also befriended another student at Job Corps named Shadola Peterson, who was 19. And she was also like into Satanism. So there, there's three of them. And, Isn't this you know, the Bible Belt? Is Tennessee right? in the Bible Belt? Well, honestly, it's one or the other there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're extreme no matter which way they go. But, you know, she fit right into their dynamic and the three of them were pals. Oh, God. So, like, when I was, like, trying to put this story together, I was really confused, like, why or how Colleen Slemmer and Krista Pike even, like, knew each other. Because they were total opposite people. Like, Colleen was a good girl. She was a good student. She had, like, a totally different group of friends. Like, they were in different programs at school. They had different interests. Like, one was a devil worshiper. One was not. (laughs) So, it's, like... I don't see, I'd never saw the connection. So I was like, how did they even meet? Yeah. So what I found out was that Krista Pike only knew of Colleen Slammer because she saw her talking to her boyfriend, to Daryl Ship one day. And that immediately sparked jealousy. Like Krista Pike thought that Colleen was going to steal him away from her, immediately didn't like her. It was just like bad mojo from the beginning. Oh, no. She got possessed. <laughs> I guess something happened. <laughs> but Krista Pike like confronted Colleen about this and accused her of like hitting on her boyfriend when she wasn't around. And Colleen denied this and so did all of her friends. But Krista Pike was still like convinced that she was trying to steal to Daryl Ship like away from her. And this was clearly not a great first impression. So Colleen didn't like Krista either. Like imagine a random stranger like coming up to you and accusing you of like hitting on her boyfriend, a a random guy that you made small talk with at school. Like it's crazy. And from what I read, there was like no other real altercation between the two of them. It was just like a known fact that they didn't like each other because of this. Um. However, like this wasn't the last run-in that Colleen had with Krista Pike. And she didn't know the next time she'd be face-to-face with her would be the last time she'd be face-to-face with anyone. Jeez. That was a good sentence, Rebecca. Thanks. That's why you're a copywriter. Thank you so much. That's why you do it. That's why (laughs) just this sentence right here. That's it. That was good. So on the night of January 12th, 1995, Krista Pike approached Colleen Slimmer in their dorm and essentially told her that she wanted to bury their issues with each other and make amends. As a peace offering. I, oh, go ahead. That's just like, if they, this is like the only time they ever met. Was that one time? Yeah. And they were just like, or, I don't like you. You don't like me. And like they yeah. were, she was like, yeah, let's resolve this after yeah. just that one thing. Yeah. That is so Oh well, she had a greater plan in mind. I know, but that's just like, that's like red flag. Like if that, if I, I were to be like, yeah, that's I weird. feel bad for Colleen. <laughs> I know. I, ugh, just yeah. It's, it's terrible. Like you feel so bad for Colleen. Like, it's like, why did you even say yes? But like, 
She was trying she's to be nice. A kid. Yeah. She doesn't want anyone mad at yeah. her. Exactly. She's she's like a yeah. good girl. She wants to focus on school. Like she doesn't want an enemy. You get to our age, you don't care who fucking hates you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> So as like a peace offering, Krista Pike offered Colleen marijuana and said that they could go smoke together along with Tadaryl Ship and Shadola Peterson. So Colleen agreed to this and the four of them like signed out of their dorm together around 8 p.m. and headed towards a remote area that was located on the University of Tennessee's agricultural campus. So once they were there, they were completely isolated and far enough away from people so no one would be able to see or hear anything. Shadola Peterson was assigned to be the lookout, while Krista Pike and Tadaryl Ship would go on to torture and kill Colleen Slummer. This was all premeditated and personal, and before I continue, I just want to say like the events that come next are very hard to hear. So mm-hmm. for I know. So first, Colleen was forced to remove her clothes, and then Krista Pike pulled out a box cutter and started to stab Colleen all over her body. Pike then grabbed a meat cleaver and slashed Colleen's stomach and parts of her chest. But even with all of this trauma and hundreds of cuts on her body, Colleen was still alive and screaming for her life. At one point during the attack, Holy shit. Yeah. At one point, like Colleen even tried to run away, but they caught her, took off her headband and stuffed it in her mouth so she would be quiet. (sighs) Pike then picked up some loose asphalt that was lying around and started beating Colleen with the concrete, hitting her multiple times in the head. Pike took the box cutter again and carved pentagrams into her chest and forehead. Because Colleen was hit so hard on the head, she had some of her skull exposed. (gasps) So Krista Pike took a piece of it and shoved it into her pocket as a souvenir. Oh my God. When Colleen was laying there after the attack, like taking her last breaths, Pike slashed her throat again a few more times. And eventually Colleen Slummer succumbed to her injuries and died. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty awful, pretty fucking awful. And also like pretty awful that like once the first stab wound didn't even kill her, she lived through the whole thing. Yeah, it, like, yeah, like the, oh, it's a lot like the worst way to die. like she suffered. Yeah. And it's she heartbreaking. so much pain. Yeah. Oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, it's a lot. Um. <sighs> Krista Pike later told police that Colleen was begging for her life during the attack, pleaded with her to stop, and promised she wouldn't go to the police if Pike let her go. But she replied by saying, shut up. I don't want to hear you talking to me. You know, it's harder to hurt somebody when they're talking to you. Psycho. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it just gets worse. Okay. So when... Pike, Ship, and Peterson were sure Colleen was dead. They left her body there, went to a gas station that was nearby, and got rid of Colleen's IDs, personal items, and the murder weapons. Then the three of them returned back to their dorm at about 10.15 p.m. and signed back in without Colleen. 
Krista Pike ran into one of her doormates, a girl named Kim Ilolio, and told her all of the events of the night, going into graphic detail about what she did to Colleen. Couldn't even keep it to herself for like an hour. Just (laughs) just proud. She's proud. Oh, proud. While Crystal Pike was telling Kim what happened, she was dancing around the room, smiling and singing about how proud she was of this killing. She even showed Kim the piece of Colleen's skull that she took. (gasps) Now, I have no idea why Kim like immediately didn't call the police or do anything as soon as she heard this information but the next thing that I could find happened the next morning when Kim saw Krista Pike again at breakfast and she asked her what she did with the piece of skull that she took from Colleen Krista Pike pulled it out of her pocket and told Kim she was eating breakfast with it like as a spoon like not like just as like like with her like with her as like a pastor friend but I will say, like, maybe, like, she didn't necessarily believe it. Because I, I don't know if I would believe it right away if someone told me that. But I I think if it settled in after a couple hours, I'd be like, I should probably call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> well, but especially if I hadn't seen her. <laughs> yeah, well, the day before on January 11th, Krista Pike told Kim that she wanted to kill Colleen because she felt mean oh. that day. Like, she already oh, had okay. told Kim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Then I probably would have just called the cop. <laughs> and like, it's just like she ran into Krista Pike the day before she met Colleen or the day before she killed Colleen and after she murdered Colleen. And she never said anything to the police. Like, That's nothing. Crazy to me. Yeah. <sighs> so, according to some other reports, Krista Pike even went to class the next day and told classmates that the shoes she was wearing were covered in blood that it wasn't mud if they were wondering she no also was wondering no one was yeah. wondering yeah she like pranced in was yeah, like was my <laughs> shoes have blood on them it's not mud in case you wanted to know it's blood from someone i killed yesterday she also like had the piece of colleen's skull in her pocket still and was showing it to people at her class in her class and in particular, she told one of her classmates named Stephanie Wilson that Colleen's blood and her brains were, like, pouring out during the attack on her. Oh, God. And again, Stephanie, none of the classmates said anything to the police. Nothing. So. I don't get it. Yeah, it's. No, I don't understand It's Because it. it's, it, like, like, even if they, even if they all didn't like her or something, like, which isn't the case, but, like, even if you've freaking hate someone and they you found out they're murdered like i would still go to the cops you know like i just I mean, don't the night of i feel like i would have been scared of the girl yeah but, but afterwards when she's telling everyone else and then I clearly just, be like okay well i guess i can go to the cops <laughs> yeah it's just so messed up right On January 13th, an employee of the University of Tennessee found Colleen Slemmer's body. The employee went on to say in court that her body was so badly beaten that he had first mistaken it for the corpse of an animal, (gasps) and her her face was unrecognizable. So police locked down the crime scene, and news traveled fast that they had found a body. Soon, a crowd started forming at the crime scene. 
And what do you know? Krista Pike showed up to watch. Of course. Witnesses said, and an officer even later testified in court, that she looked really happy as she watched the events unfold at the crime scene. It also didn't take long for police to know that Krista was involved in the murder of Colleen Slemmer. Like, thanks to her bragging and showing (laughs) off a literal piece of the victim's skull, she was brought in for questioning on January 15th. I'm scared of her. Yeah, same. She's more than insane. Um, So this was kind of crazy to me, but also, like, based on the killer that we have here, it makes sense. But when Krista Pike was arrested, she waived her Miranda rights and immediately began talking and confessed to everything. Of course. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Police had, and it's like crazy because police had already confiscated like the piece of Colleen's skull that Pike had, which is damning evidence. But she still went on in detail about how she killed Colleen. Like it was a story she was so proud to tell. Um. Krista Pike told police that the killing went on for more than 30 minutes and she got increasingly frustrated when Colleen didn't die quickly. She said she wanted to kill Colleen to leave her the hell alone and and admitted that the brutality of the murder got worse and worse the more Colleen begged for her life and wouldn't die. Like, evil person. Mm -hmm. I'm scared. She... Like yeah, ugh, I just she's the devil herself. Like forget devil worshiping. Like she's the actual devil. So within 36 hours of the murder, Krista Pike, Tadaryl Ship, and Shadola Peterson were all arrested. Good. Eventually, Tadaryl Ship was found guilty of murdering Colleen Slemmer, and he was sentenced to life in prison with the possibility of parole after 25 years. He's still in prison today in Tennessee. Shadola Peterson actually took a plea deal and testified for the state. And in exchange, she pleaded guilty to being an accessory after the fact and was sentenced to probation. No. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah. All in all, she did 460 days in jail and then got six years probation. Wow. I'm sorry. Okay. Mm-mm. There's a difference between like being in the car while someone was like dealing drugs right Right. or like you know something along those lines and to literally watch the most brutal murder i've ever heard of and she also knew it was going to happen because they planned it yeah no well that's why they call it a plea deal Mm -mm. and she testified against krista pike and krista pike's trial actually started on march 22nd 1996 so however many years 25 26 years ago to the day that we were recording wow yeah look at you rebecca i know i when i was writing this yesterday you plan this oh my god do you want to guys do this tomorrow (laughs) wow so um krista pike's defense was centered around her mental health and they claimed that she suffered from very severe borderline personality disorder had signs of cannabis dependence and depressive disorder (sighs) This is going to, like, literally boil your blood, so bear with me. I'm already ready because it's just, like, 
I have like I have <laughs> rants in my script right now. Like I'm gonna read okay, a rant. I'm sure you're gonna say the same exact thing I'm gonna say. Oh, it's it's terrible. So her team went on to say that while there was no question that Pike killed Colleen Slemmer, she did not act with deliberation or premeditation. She simply lost control, and they attributed this to her diagnosis of borderline personality disorder. She invited her into the woods. Let's get meditated. She had a box cutter. Someone had a meat cleaver. Okay, like the You guys are all saying, yes. Like, here's what I wrote. To that lawyer, I call absolute bullshit. You are a terrible excuse for a human being. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, who carries a box cutter and a meat cleaver with them to an abandoned piece of land with a devil-worshipping boyfriend and friend Plus the girl that you have publicly known issues with. Yeah, that's not premeditation at all. No, oh. none. None. Like, how dare they? How, I, it's ridiculous. Okay, so another piece of testimony from the trial came from a forensic psychiatrist with a specialty in satanic rituals. The fact that that's a specialty... <laughs> It's, a, it's actually what I went to college for. <laughs> scary. Imagine going to college and being like, you know what I want to study? <laughs> satanic rituals. <laughs> satanic rituals. What yeah. college do you go to for that? <laughs> Who knows? I don't want to know. Maybe, I don't, I don't know, somewhere in Tennessee? I think Who knows? Uh, my college, Kane University, they probably had something <laughs> in that. <laughs> So this psychiatrist testified that when he reviewed Krista Pike's statements and the reports in this case, he concluded that though the crime had satanic elements, he thought it was a case of an adolescent dabbling in Satanism. So like whatever that means, whatever I, that means. I would hate to, if that's a dabble, I would hate to see what like full blown Satanism yes. is. Yeah, a dabble <laughs> is carved <laughs> pentagrams on a chest and a forehead. That's but a dabble. Full blown is-, is giving birth to the Antichrist and opening a portal to hell. <laughs> like this that's is, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Insane. Um, frightened for our world. So this guy also talked about this phenomenon called collective aggression, which is where like a group of people become emotionally charged and aroused about something. So they engage in violent or like extremely violent activity. And it was his opinion that Colleen's murder was consistent with collective aggression. No, Mm -hmm. I, I disagree. Yes, this is this Sir? is my second rant. It says, again, absolute garbage. Get a new job because that's ridiculous. Krista Pike was an absolute monster. The end. You're not wrong. So they had like other bullshit reasons like why she did it. Like her defense said that she had a harsh upbringing and she had a diminished capacity. And then they also brought up the fact that she was 18 at the time which was an age that was close to 17 of a child so that her brain wasn't like fully developed yet. Just overall terrible testimony, terrible defense. She was clearly in her right mind. She's just the worst person alive. Like, so this is good. After only two and a half hours of deliberation from the jury. Amazing, right? Two and a half hours. Krista Pike was charged with capital murder and conspiracy to commit murder. 
good. I couldn't tell if Rebecca was going to tell say something awful or something I know. I, like I got we wanted scared. to hear. I got yes. nervous. I did too. <laughs> this, is, this is the best news of the entire story, the sentence that I'm about to say. On March 30th, 1996, Krista Pike was sentenced to death by way of electrocution for the murder of Colleen Slemmer. Wow. And then a week later, they also sentenced her to 25 years in prison for the conspiracy to commit a murder charge. So just an an added, an added sentence. So Krista Pike is still in prison and on death row in Tennessee. Wow. Gotta be fun. (laughs) During her time in prison, she's been shocker, a terrible inmate and shows no signs of remorse or ever said she was sorry or regretted killing Colleen. Of course just, not. Yeah. Just a few days after she was sentenced to death, she wrote this note to, to, to Daryl Ship. I'm going to read this note. <laughs> Prepare yourselves. I'm so ready. It's a nice, romantic, murderous love letter. Yes. <laughs> she goes, please write me. I miss you so much. You see what I get for trying to be nice to the hoe? I went ahead and bashed her brains out so she'd die quickly instead of letting her bleed to death and suffer more and they fucking fry me. Ain't that some shit? Please write me and tell me what you're feeling. Also, tell your lawyer if he wants me to testify for you, I will. I love you for the rest of my life, little devil. Yes. I <laughs> don't have, I, I don't want her, to... I'm scared of her. <laughs> I have no words. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about Krista Pike in jail. In 2004, she tried to kill one of her fellow inmates with a shoelace. A shoelace? Yeah. <laughs> she later called Couldn't that break? I don't know. Like, well, she uh, tried. She didn't she tr- succeed. She tried. Yeah. Yeah. But um, if it didn't break, I would love to know the brand. <laughs> <laughs> Prison brand shoelaces. Um, but she later called her mom to like tell her about her experience trying to kill her inmate, her fellow inmate. And she, they have like obviously like audio recording of her on the phone. Oh, and like reports say that she sounded excited and just as pleased with herself with this attempted killing as she did when she bragged her classmates about killing Colleen. Oh my God. And I mean, the- she obviously gets off on it. Yeah. <laughs> And this is like a little um, snippet of what she told her mom on the phone. Oh, I can't wait. She goes, she was passed out on the ground, mama, twitching, foaming at the mouth. If I'd had 30 more seconds, we'd have a little chalk line out there in our rec pen and that bitch would be gone somewhere. What does her mother respond to with that? I am so proud of you, honey. Making the most of your experience in prison. Like what? What do you expect your mom to say? <laughs> no, yeah, I have no idea. Is there a petition I could sign to speed up her death penalty? <laughs> I'll get I'll get to that in a minute. But, I know that's oh my terrible. <laughs> I'll I'll get to where her verdict stands. But, but I mean that, she's not like oh sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say for that like attempted murder, she got 25 more years added to her sentence. Yeah, okay, so that's okay. what I was going to say. Like, she obviously, like, what does it matter? Because she'll, she's never going to get out. So she can just keep being, do whatever uh, she wants. insane yeah. murderer. <laughs> yeah. Which is all the more reason to kill her faster. 
Um, in 2012, she was, she was connected to an escape plan conspiracy that involved an inmate from New Jersey. <gasps> oh, um, no. better than that. Keep her in there. Keep her in there. The, the two of them bribed an officer um, who was later like fired for his role in the conspiracy. But Krista Pike was actually never charged for this. Um, in 2018, Krista Pike filed an appeal on the basis that she had ineffective counsel, but it was quickly decided to be a big fat no, you're not getting another trial. Thank God. You get the same result, honey. Yes. <laughs> Every single time. It will not oh be my different. God. So in August 2020, Tennessee's attorney general pushed for the Tennessee Supreme Court to set a date for Pike's execution. <laughs> However, because of the COVID-19 pandemic and other delays, picking a date was pushed off, which gave Krista Pike's attorneys more time to argue for a life sentence instead of an execution. Mm -mm. Yeah. Mm. On June 7th, 2021, Pike's lawyers filed a motion to oppose her execution. And that's where we stand now. Krista Pike is 45 years old. And the court has not yet decided whether to uphold her death penalty verdict or if she'll be given a life sentence. Um, if the verdict is upheld and a, state, and a date is like set for her execution, she'll be the first woman to be executed in the state of Tennessee for about 200 years. Wow. That's insane. Like, why? I wonder why, because like, I understand it like takes a long time depending on like, like circumstances and like how often they do those but she's been there a long time it's been 26 years yeah that's insane to me and she's obviously never leaving prison but she's just gonna keep doing like her evil shit yeah Yeah. because she knows she's never gonna get out yeah how many more people are gonna have to get shoelaced before yeah um So, like, to wrap this up, I want to talk a little bit about Colleen's family. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Colleen's mother, named Mae Martinez, she's still waiting for the day that Krista Pike will be executed. Yeah. Um, She's begged them to set a date, um, but obviously, like, they still have not done that. Um, Mae hasn't buried Colleen because pieces of her body are still locked up in evidence for the state of Tennessee. And she doesn't want to bury what? Colleen until she has all of her to, ra- to, to lay to rest. Why do they still have her? Um, they have her, like, for evidence involving the case. Even though it's been tried, um, they won't release anything until um, Krista Pike is executed. Like, all the appeals have run out, yeah. probably. Oh, God. But, um... May Martinez has said that she's received like random parts of Colleen in the mail over the years, like from the state. But when she does get some of that, they don't tell her what it is or what they are. She only knows that it's Colleen. And, what? and like, if that's not like heartbreaking enough, like what the state still has isn't even like crucial evidence in the case anymore because she's been tried and convicted but they, like right. I said, they won't release anything until Krista Pike's been executed. Um, and so May has like said to the state of Tennessee, execute her or give her life and give me the rest of Colleen back so I can live. 
Yeah, that's, yeah. oh my God, that's so terrible. Like, I just can't even imagine this woman has been like in hell for 26 years after the worst death you can possibly imagine for your child and that she doesn't even have the closure to lay her kid to rest because they won't give her her daughter to lay to rest. It's so messed up. So, yeah. yeah. This is a public service announcement to the state of Tennessee. Kill Krista Pike already. (laughs) Thank you and good night. That's that's it. Killer. Oh god. I mean and let's end the podcast episode right there. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> I support it. I think I support it. She just keeps hurting more and more people. I'm scared of her. She's very scary. Hold on, let me get Can some you show pictures us? of her. Yeah, yeah, show us a picture. I can't wait. Honestly, Where's not as bad as I thought she was gonna be. This is what she looked like at the time of the murder. That is honestly not That's who a I That's child. That's not what I expected her to look like at all. And I don't really know what I had in my head, but... <laughs> she was fucking crazy, though. Like, she literally... Like, this is Colleen. It's crazy to think... Yeah, this is Colleen. It's crazy to, like, look at those pictures of her, like, sitting at her trial. Because she literally is, like, 15. <laughs> like, she looks so young. I had a picture of him. Oh, the hair. Oh, yeah. Here's the three of them. So it's Krista Pike to Daryl Ship and Shadola Peterson. Oh, God. Ew. Oh, no. Oh, my God. She's just fucking evil. Look at this. Like, they, she has like makeup. Where does they get eyeliner in prison? That's what I understand. Look at all of her mugshots, though. Like, girl, why are you doing duck lips in this one? This was it's the only picture she it's the only picture she gets to take every year. Yeah, so <laughs> this one's 2020. Her hair is still like 90s hair. Yeah. Well, they don't get to see uh, the trends nowadays, I guess. Guess not, but yep, crazy bitch. But anyway, oh, that was just like so fucking terrible. Rest in peace, Colleen. My stomach hurts from that. Goodbye. Bye. okay Allie (laughs) resources for this episode include Pike versus Gross United States Court of Appeals case number 16-5854 medium.com allthatsinteresting.com and newsweek.com